Montreal, Canada checking in. What's up, John Quartz? How are you, buddy? And Randy New and Vincent Scaramuzzo and Troy Wilson. What's up? Uh, Brian Bernard, good morning. Joel Smith, good morning. Greg Harrington, good morning. Mike Mead, what is up to you, my friend? Lisa Connor, of course. Ken Mosca, Jesus, I know just about every one of these names or I know a little bit about you just from uh, the Facebook Live. What's up, Cody Zone? Yeah, we're back to this view. Thank God. Last night I was under a, uh, I was under the, I should say, abandoned house. It was creepy as all fuck. Uh, But now we're finally back looking over the ocean. It's really foggy. The fog is starting to burn off, though. It's just, uh, just a glorious morning at the ocean. So good morning to you, and uh, I, I hope you're going to have a good day, man. Got my coffee. I got a gurgly stomach. You know, you start getting a little older, and man, do you learn that you can't really eat uh, uh, hot chicken wings anymore without, without that stomach a-gurgling. And boy, was it a gurgling last night. I was pacing my, my apartment, my, my house here, one in the morning trying to get fresh air, drinking water, going to the bathroom. And then uh, I, I thought I had read somewhere that if you drink milk, it'll help with spices. So I just start chugging milk out of the container, which drives my, um, my family nuts. They're all, I don't know, I guess they're all prim and proper or something. When I grew up, you reached into that fridge, and whatever the hell you wanted to drink, you'd just grab it and drink it right out of the bottle or the carton, and then you would just put it back. We didn't wipe the lid or anything. Good morning, Tommy Parker. How are you? Brent Weaver? Expired milk? Hell nah. Although I don't believe in expiration dates, if you need to know. Especially on the medication. That shit doesn't get old. I mean, if you find something in your uh, medicine cabinet that's a couple years old, sure, maybe, maybe. Milk, milk I could easily go uh, two weeks after the expiration date, easily. And then, you you know, you, uh, you dip in, you have to show some bravery, and you take a sip, a very small sip to, to taste sour. And as long as it doesn't taste sour, you, you look at your kids and you go, nah, this milk's still good. Who wants Lucky Charms? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so who's got this thing? Is it Biden? Is it Trump? I hear they're just finding votes all over the place, and they're carting them into counting centers. In the middle of the night, they're just finding votes for Biden all over the place. That's what I hear uh, is going on, according to my Twitter. They're just delivering more and more votes for Biden. He's going to end up winning Philly. That's going to uh, Philly. Uh, he's going to end up winning Pennsylvania. That's going to drive a lot of people nuts because Trump had such a huge lead there. But you know, they got guys in warehouses all over Philly just filling out ballots for Biden, and they're just carting in boxes and boxes of Biden votes. And sometime today, he's going to take Pennsylvania, and boy, is this country going to be pissed. People are starting to scream it's a rigged uh, election. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Russia just wanted Biden this time around. Oh, well. They choose who our president is, according to the Internet. So uh, you're sounding like Anthony. I'm, I'm fucking joking, you idiot. How the fuck do you not know I'm joking 
I understand the process, the Zaps and T ballots and mail-in ballots uh, that they said would come in and would be counted after the fact. Oh, my God. People don't even know if I'm joking anymore. I literally tweeted yesterday, you know, because the commentary is people are panicking and they really believe that there's some shenanigans going on. So I casually tweeted, oh, my God, I just saw a guy throw uh, three blue crates of ballots into the ocean thinking people would be like oh my god it's kind of funny good commentary on what's going on in our country right now people fucking bought it as real and they're like are you serious and i'm like yeah man i saw that it it said uh uh michigan on the side so uh following that logic people from michigan took three giant blue crates of ballots and votes and brought it all the way down to way out here on Long Island and threw it in the ocean. People bought it as real. And then I'm like, all right, this is kind of fun. Let's see how far I could take this. And then I said that uh, there's a report of a guy in a warehouse somewhere in Philly just filling out ballots for Biden. And people were uh, tweeting me saying, if you have knowledge of this, you got to call the FBI immediately. <laughs> Oh, God. I think that uh, every election, both sides try to get some things done. They do what they can to get an advantage for their side, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican, and that's how the game has always been played. Uh, so as far as funny business goes, I don't I don't see that it goes too much further than that. And uh, I think by the end of today... Uh, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States of America. People are congratulating me like I'm excited about this because I called out Trump here and there over the last few years. I'm not excited about a Biden, uh, a Biden presidency. Wasn't really excited about a Trump presidency. And like I said last night, I'll, uh, I'll get to work. If Biden becomes our president, trust me, I'll get right to work calling out the bullshit so congratulate me all you want. I'm not, uh, I'm not jumping up and down, throwing a party if Biden becomes president. Uh, uh, who would you think would be better for my kids? I'm teaching my kids, and I've said this to my kids, that don't even pay attention who the president is. When you start relying on who the president of the United States is for your well-being and your future, you are fucked, my friend. That's what I teach them. You know, I understand a lot of people, it really matters a lot who the president is. I, I do understand that, but it's always been my philosophy passed down from my dad not to worry about who the fuck the president is. You got to work hard and you got to make something of yourself and you can't count on anybody. You can't count on anybody in this world. So that's what I try to teach my kids. I'm teaching my kids a lot of the same lessons. I want them to find something they really, really enjoy doing. Because they're going to do it for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, don't pay too much attention about the, the politics in America because it's all fucking bullshit. Because if Biden does become president, it's going to be uh, the same old, same old. The Senate will still uh, be controlled by the Republicans. So, you know, it will be just grinding it out for another four years, just grinding and grinding it out. I don't think they're going to reach across the aisle and try to get actual things done if Biden becomes president. I don't, I don't believe in the, the bullshit. I, don't, I just don't believe in any of it. 
They just lie to our fucking faces all the time. Curse of Oak Island is starting up again, that goddamn show. You know Vic Henley died so he doesn't have to watch that show anymore. You understand that, right? That's how how infuriating that show is. Vic Henley said, you know what? My time on Earth is done because I can't go through another season of Oak Island. Desiree Peck, nope, nothing will get done. I I believe that. I just hope we can patch up our uh, relationships if Trump is no longer the president. Well, we had to talk about Trump every single fucking day. That's the one thing I am excited about. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, fucking Trump. Oh, my God. I just walked in the house. Can we talk about the kids for a little while? Holy shit. Put something up on the counter. So how much will that be? You know, Trump. Oh, my God. I just want to pay for this gum and six pack. I'm excited that some of that might go away. Because like I've been saying, Biden is a bore. There's no way the cable news uh, stations are going to be able to talk about Biden 24 hours a day. Yeah, we had to make a rule. Um, A couple years ago, uh, I went to my brother's house for Thanksgiving. And we actually had to make a rule that it was a no-Trump zone. And it, and it worked out pretty nice. Although people snuck off into the backyard to, to whisper and talk about Trump. But in general, in the house, in the main area where everyone was hanging out, it was a no-Trump zone. And man, that was refreshing. I liked that a lot. Stephanie Lee, that's a great question. Can we uh, realistically have a democracy in America with only two parties? I believe we should have at least three solid parties, at least. That would knock off the balance a bit. They don't want that shit. We've talked about it. They, they don't want another strong party. They don't want a third party that's actually strong. They don't want term limits, which actually would help a lot. Because they got to vote for that. Every time someone goes, you know, term limits, I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. This is a waste of time, too. Who in their right mind would vote for, for their jobs to be over? Their career politicians, why would they ever vote for term limits? Which I think would be a very, very smart thing to do. Of course they wouldn't vote themselves out. Why would they? Whatever career you have, imagine you go to work and you go, all right, guys, you know, I think we've been here long enough. we got to vote ourselves out. You know, all these interns around here, they're, they're looking for an opportunity. They're young and hungry, and we've been at this a really long time. I think it's time for us to step aside and let them have our jobs. No one would vote for that. So every time one of these talking heads or politicians gets on the TV and talks about term limits, I want to throw something at the TV. Just uh, one of those things that will never fucking happen. I'm your captain. Who sings I'm your captain? Grand Funk Railroad? On your home of rock and roll? Is that what we're looking at? At least we got the marijuana thing done, right? We got the marijuana thing done. We're uh, so much closer to having marijuana legal across America. I think now you can smoke uh, the ganja in New Jersey. That's uh, very good to hear. And like I've said, in New York City, they don't even bother you if you're smoking a joint openly as you walk around. The cops look the other way for the most part, unless they want to just be an an asshole. And that's just like getting some kind of a, a traffic ticket. That's where we're at in New York City. They don't care. And then you feel bad for all these people that are in, in prison for a really long time for marijuana charges. Hi, doggy. How are you? 
tilting his head, looking up at me. Are you good? We're going to walk the beach today. That's right. Finally. No more shit all over the deck. I got problems like everyone else. And who doesn't love to wake and bake? I never did the wake and bake. I always thought it made me feel sluggish for the rest of the day. I, uh, I bow to people that could do the wake and bake. I was never able to do that. I would do the hair of the dog that bit you. Especially back in the day at Geneseo. The big partying days where you drink all night. You have uh, two or three hours of really shitty sleep. You wake up with that horrendous hangover. And then you would find the keg. And then you would uh, squeeze out a very, very flat beer. And, uh, you know, you would start your day with a little beer. Because you knew you weren't going back to sleep anytime soon. The puke and rally, Benjamin Tucker. You're an animal. Yeah, the puke and rally I did a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, my God. Those days are so, so long ago. Thank God. Oh, just those terrible hangovers. And you just want to sleep. And you're just tossing and turning with the terrible headache. And all you want to do is get into that deep sleep and sleep it off. The spins are the worst. Yep. Do you sell hoodies? Uh, Gene Anderson says, uh, yeah, go to my um, go to my website, opiradio.com. I got the merch in time for the holidays. You know, I got stuff that says Opie Radio on it. It's not a big seller. I understand that. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with some cool designs, just different stuff for you guys. So hopefully uh, we'll be updating the merch in the near future. But we got a lot of Ruizing stuff up there. We got uh, we got autographed pictures, personally signed. If you like that for somebody, oh my god, I'm, I'm I have to like plug myself. Really? I don't even know what else is going on in the world, man. Everyone is just looking at that TV, watching those numbers slowly move in uh, Biden's favor. Trump was very, very uh, quiet yesterday. I mean, he was tweeting, but he was uh, he wasn't seen all day yesterday. But I think he's tired. That guy worked his ass off in the last two weeks, rallying all over the country. And he almost pulled it out because everyone had him way behind. And I think those rallies really, really helped. And he should just continue the rallies. Keep everyone honest. No pressure. No stress. Because I think that's what he liked about the job the most. Being on the road in front of uh, his base. And he's entertaining as all hell. So if I was him, if he does lose this thing, just continue doing the rallies. And keep Washington honest. Take your shots at Biden and everyone else. People will just uh, eat it up. Do you really think uh, Trump had the Rona? Yeah, in this day and age, I think it's really tough to really hide stuff. I think by now somebody would have uh, would have spoke. And I think he, uh, he obviously did very well with it. He had it, I think, Becky Hearn says, but he got every drug available thrown at him. We couldn't get that. It gives us a little hope that the drugs are getting better for the coronavirus. And I believe not everyone uh, gets that opportunity to get the, the best drugs and treatment if they get the coronavirus. But eventually, I think, I think the care for the coronavirus will get way better. I just hate the socialism threat of Biden. You're just buying into garbage. Biden is a moderate. Biden doesn't lean as left as everyone thinks. 
Kamala Harris. She certainly leans uh, more left than Biden. But Biden is far from a socialist. You're just buying into the garbage. He's business as usual down there in Washington. Don't be nervous about anything. Remember remember when Obama was president? This whole uh, country was, was supposed to go to shit and there were going to be social programs all over the goddamn place. Remember the banana phone or whatever the hell it was called? Um, or, or was that us uh, making fun of the fact? Yeah, that might have been us making fun of the fact that everyone was going to get a free phone when Obama became president. And then there was a really funny song that was uh, very popular at the time. Oh, my God, I got to explain this. And the song was called Banana Phone. Remember, though, the whole country was supposed to go to shit. Obama moved the needle slightly to the left. And Trump just moved the needle back slightly to the right. So why don't you use your own head and realize if Biden becomes president, if, if, at, if at all he moves that needle back to the left slightly. And that's how it goes with politics. That's why it's so stupid to argue and discuss this stuff ad nauseum with your friends and family. We waste so much time talking about politics in America. I'm kind of mad I'm sitting here and I have nothing else to talk about because I I was just studying the election for the last uh, two days. I haven't checked out a good documentary in a bit. Little People Big World had their season finale. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen with the house. Will Zach and Jeremy buy the house? Keeping the family on the farm? Or will Amy and Matt sell the house and then there's strangers on the farm? They left us hanging with that. As Amy Roloff is walking around the house that was now empty, that has all these memories because she lived there for 30 years. And then she says goodbye and closes the front door. And I'm like, that's it? That's the season? Fuck! Your insurance uh, tripled under Obama, no lie. Well, that's a big deal, Bob Lord. See, I just babble like everybody else. That's why, you know, if you've got something to say about it, if you got a little pushback, I want to hear from you. So I believe you, Bob Lord. I'm your captain. Now I want to hear that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we could talk about the McRib is back. I saw that. I, I don't think I ever had a McRib. What is it? It's definitely not a rib. They press something to look like a rib, right? Is that how that shit works? If you want ribs, go get some ribs. Is the McRib sandwich that tasty? I, I don't think I ever had one. I should I should... On the next live stream, I should just eat a McRib and uh, give my opinion on that. It's rib-shaped meat, Rachel says. Man, I don't trust any of that fast food. It tastes so goddamn good. You got to be suspicious. What the hell are they putting in this thing? Yeah, so it's pressed meat to look like a rib, and then they just throw some barbecue sauce on it. Carl would slap me right now. I think he would agree with my assessment of the McRib. He would think it's delicious. But then he would break it down and tell me exactly what uh, what we're eating. He threw the whole uh, the whole subway thing at me. I forgot what meat he said, but if you uh, order chicken, ham, or turkey, it's actually the same exact meat. And somehow they modify it. Subway, by the way, don't sue me. This is what Carl said, and he's no longer with us. But he basically told me it was the exact same meat. Made to taste either like uh, chicken, turkey, or ham. McRib? BBQ possums? (laughs) The 
McRib is like mystery meat at lunch, Rich uh, says. There is nothing better when you were going to school and you could buy your lunch. That used to make me very, very happy. No offense to my mom, who I think is still alive. She did her best. But our lunches for school sucked a dick. Talked about the Pepperidge Farm bread with the peanut butter and jelly with the jelly soaking through because the pepper, Pepperidge Farm bread was too thin. And the bruised apple because she got those cheaper. And in the giant lunch uh, bag so the apple would just roll around, just rolling and steamrolling over the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I remember this like it was yesterday. And then I got into the habit of stealing change from my uh, my mom's purse. Because lunch back then was under a dollar, I believe. And so I would steal the change. And then uh, at the bus stop, I would throw my lunch away, usually into the woods. And then I would walk into school like a rock star, knowing I was buying lunch that day. Man, did that make me happy. You know what I also used to do? So I went to Washington Drive uh, Grammar School in Centerport. And I'm telling you, man, we were really poor. And at one time at uh, Washington Drive School, we had sixth grade covered, fifth grade covered, fourth grade covered, third grade covered, and then skip a year. And then I think that would make it uh, two in first grade. We had all those grades covered. So we uh, we didn't have money for lunch. Oh, my God, no. But I figured out that they would make these peanut butter and cook uh, peanut butter cookies, and to this day, when I smell a warm peanut butter cookie, it brings me way, way back. They would put the trays of freshly baked peanut butter cookies and probably other uh, cookies, but I just remember the peanut butter ones, all warm and nice and mushy. They would put them outside the kitchen to cool off a little bit and make sure they were ready for lunch. And I figured out that I could leave the school in this one area, go around the corner, and then I'd have to, you know, uh, wait for my chance, wait for the cafeteria ladies to kind of not be in view, and then I would quickly grab two of those peanut butter uh, cookies and run away and eat them. Um, And I don't know why I was never caught, and I know others did that as well. I mean, they had to see the trays and see, like, uh, you know, just... Uh, just greasy spots where cookies used to be. But I got away with that for a long time, and others uh, got away with that as well. And to this day, no joke, when I smell a peanut butter cookie, it brings me right back. I was maybe 12, 11. Smells will do that. Every time I see a rotting dead fish at the shoreline while I'm walking my dog, it reminds me of my first girlfriend. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. What table did I sit at at lunch? Oh my God, I was uh, my my school years were strange because I did a little theater. I was a bit of a nerd with a brain, and I really wanted to hang out with the you know the sports kids. But there was a table kind of just for us, like us confused kids that were in too many different categories. And I remember this kid in junior high. I wish I could remember his name. Kind of reminds me of uh, this whole Trump thing where everyone just, everyone just talks about Trump all the time. But we would sit at this uh, table. 
And uh, this kid would just talk politics the entire time during lunch. And I would look at him. This was uh, junior high. I would look at him and go, we're 14 years old. What the fuck are you talking about? Shut up. Let's talk about the girls and how they're finally developing. Oh, my God. He would just talk and talk. He was already a Republican at 14 years old. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. I wonder if he went into politics. And I would sit there like, oh, my God. Let's, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about that girl over there. She doesn't even wear a bra. I'm your captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ope, do you donate any of that SiriusXM money to the old schools? No, I don't. God, no. I told the story. I was in Geneseo and I was a fuck up because I came from very, very uh, strict parents. I should say a very, very strict mom. So we weren't really allowed to do anything, including like dating. So when I went to Geneseo, I went hog wild. That's why you can't be too strict with your kids. I, uh, I partied seven days a week and I was just trying to grab any girl I could. It was insane. I had no time for schoolwork, and I, I was a good student in high school, a very good student, actually. But it all fell off, and I was in communications because I knew I wanted to do radio. And uh, I had a really terrible first semester, and then I needed to get, I'm trying to remember, something like um, a 3.0 in my second semester, I believe. And I came in short. I was at like 2.8. So the last couple days of school... In my second semester at Geneseo, this set up my whole life, by the way. I had to go to each teacher and beg them to move my grade up, uh, like, a, like a half a grade or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly. But I just needed one fucking teacher to hear me out. And I, and I threw myself on the sword. I said, yeah, I know I was a fuck up. I could show you how well I did in high school. I just need a break. I just need a break. And wouldn't you know that uh, this communications uh, teacher looked at me and said, well, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe uh, this communications and this college thing, you know, it's not for everybody. And I looked at him like, you son of a bitch. And then I didn't give up. And then I, I, I searched and searched. And I can't even remember anymore. And I should remember because the guy did me a solid Sat down with one of my teachers, and, and it wasn't in my major. And I said, look, I, I gave him my sob story. And I go, look, I promise you, if you give me a half a grade, I'll be able to come back next year, and I will not disappoint. And um, he was like, well, I'll see what I could do. And then I had to wait to get my, um, my report card or my grades. I think it was in the mail back then. You had to wait after you left Geneseo. And I was just, uh, I, I was really fucking nervous. And my grades came in the mail. And the guy did it. So then I was like just at a 3.0, maybe a 3.01, something ridiculous. And I was able to go back to Geneseo. And, uh, you know, I was still chasing girls and partying my ass off. But uh, I, uh, I survived. And I started getting well over, you know, a 3.0 grade average at that point. Um, pushing like a 3.7 or something like that. And, and I went back to that teacher and I looked him in the eye and I said, thank you for being a stand-up guy. And I'm going to make the best of this opportunity. And I did. Because that led to doing college radio, which led to radio jobs, which leads to me just talking to you, looking at the goddamn ocean on Facebook Live. 
pa 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 Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-